Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Hey everyone, this week we are back with the Love Uncensored Hotline and I am so excited because we are talking all things dating in this episode. The first question is, I don't want to meet someone online, but I struggle to meet people out. I just don't want the story I tell my grandkids to be that we met on Bumble or Hinge. What do I do? I actually completely relate to this. The whole time I was single, I actually felt the same way. I was on all the apps and thought they were great because they obviously give you access to so many more people. But at the same time, I was actually hopeful I'd meet my partner organically. And I know that this isn't necessarily true, but I just felt like it was more romantic to meet in person than online. But At the same time I was on the apps, I wasn't really doing much else to meet people in real life. I was working a corporate job where all the guys were either married or way too old. All my friends were partnered up and had no one to introduce me to. And I either spent my weekends on the couch or having dinner with my girlfriends. It wasn't until I decided to completely change my life that I met hot single guys, let alone my person. So My question to you is what are you doing to meet people in real life then? If you're not keen on the apps, then you have to get creative with how you will meet people offline. I am such an advocate for trying to get in front of like-minded people. So what I mean by that is if you're a runner, join a run club. If you're a reader, join a book club. If you're an entrepreneur, join a co-working space like I did or an entrepreneurial network. If you're into spirituality, join a meditation group. Whatever it may be, get clear on who you are and the type of person you want to attract and then ask yourself, what does that person like to do and where do they hang out? And then Be proactive about getting in front of them. The next question is, I have dating app fatigue. I've been approaching online dating like a full-time job for the last year and have had no luck. What do I do? I hear you and I feel you. I was burnt out once upon a time too. I think if you've reached the point where you're not excited to go on a date, you need to take a step back. Dating should be fun. If you're not having fun, stop. I think it's great that you're taking such an active role in trying to find someone, but I think you actually need to just hit pause. If you're not achieving the outcome you're looking for, change your approach. I would use the time off to go over your screening process. 
Are you choosing matches wisely? Are they aligned with your values? Do you have a shared vision or are you choosing them for superficial reasons like how they look or what job they have? Then I'd get clear on what you could improve when it comes to how you show up in each of your dates. Maybe you're nervous or putting on a facade or trying too hard or maybe you think you're ready to date and be in a relationship but you're actually not as emotionally available as you think, in which case I'd be trying to get to the bottom of that. Maybe you're seeking perfection in your partners when you know it doesn't actually exist just so you don't have to get close to anyone. Or maybe you're afraid of true vulnerability and intimacy because you're scared of getting hurt or being rejected. Or maybe you're not over your ex and need more time to grieve and heal from your past relationship. Or maybe you're not ready to fully let someone in because there are aspects of your life that you're not proud of, like how you feel in your own body or where you're at in your career. Whatever it may be, use your time to get to the bottom of it and then do the work required to get yourself to a place where you're not only able to recognize and attract the type of love you're looking for, but also embody those very same qualities yourself. The next question is, I suck at dating, particularly first dates. I very rarely get a second date. What do I do? I love this question because you don't suck, you're just inexperienced. Dating like anything is a skill. I remember when I was newly single in my 20s, I had no idea how to approach dating. The idea actually kind of made me sick. But that was partly because I had no idea who I was, let alone how to communicate that to someone else while trying to form a connection at the same time. So if you think you suck at dating, then I would suggest dating yourself for a while. Ask yourself, do I even like myself? If the answer is no, then work on the parts of yourself that you don't like until you fall in love with yourself. It's like salespeople, right? I don't know about you, but I can always tell the difference between the person who believes in the product they're selling to the person who doesn't. It actually reminds me of when I was a telemarketer before I traveled to Europe for six months straight after school. I hated my job so much and you could tell. And because of that, I sucked. The same applies to dating. When I didn't like myself, you could tell. And because of that, I sucked at dating. The more you like yourself, the more comfortable you will be in your own skin and the more comfortable you will make the person you're on the date with. But the best tip I could give anyone going on a date is this, focus on connecting rather than impressing. People can tell when you're trying to put on a show or say or do things that you think will impress them. It's icky. It also reminds me of the Maya Angelou quote where she says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Guys, you can't fake connections. So try to be as authentic as possible and find some common ground to connect over. I think in order to do that, you have to get curious about the person you're on the date with and be vulnerable enough to let them be curious about you. So if you struggle with vulnerability, try to get to the root cause of why that might be. And remember, 
not to put so much pressure on yourself. Dating is not dissimilar to applying for a job. But what a lot of applicants don't realize is that the interview process is not just about the employer identifying if they're suitable for the role. It's also an opportunity for the applicant to identify if the role is suitable for them. So rather than focusing on whether the person you're on a date with likes you, ask yourself, do you even like them? The aim of the first date should never be about getting a second date and instead the focus should always be on evaluating your mutual compatibility and connection. And the last question is, I don't have much experience with relationships and because of that, I'm also not very sexually experienced. I'm embarrassed to tell anyone I date that. What do I do? This is a question I actually come across weekly in session with new clients. And I don't think... I've actually ever aired this on the podcast before, but for a long time before meeting Nick, I hadn't been intimate with anyone. There was definitely a drought. It was a very intentional drought, but I did wonder how I would ever communicate that to my future partner one day, which kind of leads me to my next point. You don't have to tell anyone anything you don't want to. I am a big believer in letting people earn your trust. And if and when you decide you do trust them, you also get to decide what you do and don't want to tell them. It wasn't until just over a year into my relationship with Nick that I told him about my drought. And by that point, I completely trusted him. And when I went to tell him, I knew he wasn't the type of person who would judge or criticize me and instead would seek to understand and support me. So remember, you don't have to tell anyone anything you're not ready to share. But if and when you do, make sure that person is someone you can trust and is someone who has similar values to you and won't judge you or make you feel bad. For example, if you are a person of faith who is holding out until marriage to have sex, someone who also believes in God is likely to relate. I think it also comes down to the way in which you communicate your experiences. I know people who attribute getting married for the first time at 50 to being selective or career-driven and others who say they're a loser for not having settled down sooner. Your perspective and the language you use to articulate that perspective is everything. For example, imagine you're an entrepreneur who had to close up shop on a startup you've been working on for the last five years. There are two very different ways to communicate that to someone who asks you what you do on a date. Option A, I'm currently unemployed because my startup failed. Or option B, I'm an entrepreneur who has been working on X project in X industry for the last five years and I'm now focusing on my next venture. Again, perspective and language is everything. That being said, if you're embarrassed by your relationship or sexual history, it might also be because you wish things were different. After nine years of being single, I was ready for a relationship. But before I could attract the right person into my life, I had to do the work on myself required to get to the bottom of why all my relationships didn't work out in the past, as well as why I struggled to open up in love since those relationships. One of my favorite sayings is, control the controllables. So ask yourself, 
What are the controllables? You can't change what's happened in the past, but you can make decisions that directly impact your future now. So if you want to go on more dates, go on more dates. If you want to have a one night stand, go for it. Whatever it is, get clear on what you want your future to look like, as well as what has previously been holding you back from having those things and what action is required in order to achieve those things moving forward. I think it's also important to always question what is driving your desire. Societal pressure often tells us what our lives should and should not look like, but there is no one way to live your life. It is perfectly fine to marry your first partner the same way it's totally fine to never get married. So if you think you need lots of different sexual partners to impress people, you don't. You also don't need a partner to be happy. Only you can decide what is right for you. Okay, that is it for this week. As always, feel free to DM me with any questions you have and I will do my best to answer them in the next Love Uncensored Hotline episode.